Hey there, and thanks for joining me as I show up to give you powerful, practical, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out there and live your best life, to show up every day as the best, healthiest, fullest version of yourself, and to live a joyful, abundant, and destiny-filled life. You know, sometimes I might talk about things I've learned, being a wife, a mom, a sister, friend, pastor, mentor, a mentee, a human being. I might share a ridiculous story, and there are some ridiculous stories from my own journey, my successes, and the not so much. I might unpack practical tips and relationship tools. I might encourage you, challenge you, make you laugh, make you cry, and maybe some days it will be all of the above. The point is, I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. So grab your coffee, sit down with me, Danielle Steinspring, and let's start living. Hey there, it's me again. I'm here ready to come at you with another episode of the Hey There podcast and doing something a little different today trying it off script. So we'll see how that goes. And I'm kind of coming off of what I thought I was going to be hitting next. And I'm going to talk a little bit about marriage. That's right. It's my first marriage episode. So marriage is definitely something that I'm super passionate about. My husband and I have been married for eight years. Um, almost actually exactly at the point of me recording this, our anniversary is coming right up, but I'm really passionate about marriage and I'm going to be hopefully doing a lot of episodes about it because I think it's important. Um, a lot of people are married now and the people who aren't married, a lot of them want to be married and some people don't want to be married, but a lot of people are married or want to be married. So I feel like this is a good topic (laughs) because it really, it meets a need of a lot of people. And you know what? Marriage is a topic that I feel really comfortable talking about. And the reason is because my husband and I have done a lot of work to make a marriage that is really powerful and beautiful and um, equal and functions really well and is life-giving and is abundant and it's really everything that I believe a marriage should be. Now, are we perfect? Definitely not. (laughs) Are we getting everything right Uh, for sure? No. There are areas that we could grow in, but I think we've done a pretty good job of being really intentional And for that reason, our eight-year marriage has been really incredible, very life-giving. And you know what? Every single year gets better. And we have our challenges. We have our ups and downs. We've, We've had our arguments, whatever. We've been through it. But I do think that I have a perspective on marriage that I hopefully am able to give you some quick tools and takeaways for you to apply or to store away for your future. So single people, if you're listening, don't tune out just yet because my hope is that there will be tools in here so that one day if uh, if you do desire to, desire to get married or if you are married eventually that this is something that you... Um, that you could take away and and 
take note of and say, that's really good. And that's something that I want to keep. So it's going to be a short one because I do have uh, children that are trying to bang the door down and come in and, and, uh, and they need their mama. So I'm blessed that Andy is home right now and I can record a couple episodes, but I need to get out there to my families. But I actually had a friend um, shoot me a really encouraging and thoughtful text. And she knows what I'm doing. She knows I'm going after this Hey There brand right now. And um, she she just reached out to me and said she would really love to hear me talk about real life marriage tips, um, trials and teaching and failures and encouragements, um, and how we prioritize our marriage. Um, and so I definitely have lots of trials and tips and failures and teachings and encouragements that I'd like to give you. But today I'm going to focus on that last little thing that she asked me to cover, which is how we prioritize our marriage. Now, this may or may not be a deeply spiritual episode. In fact, I'm hoping it's going to just feel really practical. So I'm going to dive right in. Tip number one that I can tell you has really impacted and set our marriage up for success. The first tip is core values. Okay. Core values are kind of a catchy, buzzy term right now. A lot of people are trying to identify the values that they live by, um, you know, coming up with mantras or um, or declarations or whatever it may be that become the, the backbone or the foundation of how they build their life. I heard it said once, if you know what your values are, then your decisions get really easy. If you know that you have a a high value or a core value for health, then the decision of what to eat at dinner becomes becomes really easy. Um, If you know you have a core value for adventure or thrill is a core value of yours, then when the opportunity to go skydiving comes up, it's going to be an easy decision. But if safety is a core value and thrill is not a core value, then when the opportunity for skydiving comes up, your decision is already made, right? Safety trumps thrill because safety is a core value. So I'm talking today about core values in marriage. I do think it's important that we have core values as individuals, and that's something that I have personally. But now that I'm married and we're walking this life together, 100% together, we have our marriage and our family core values. These values are things that trump everything, that no matter what comes at us, we know that if we're living from these values, then our marriage is going to be strong. Our family is going to be healthy. We're going to have great communication all the family's needs are going to get met in a really safe and functional way. Um, and we're going to thrive and be the very best version of the Stein Springs that we actually are going to be awesome. And so we have our core values and I can share them with you. But what's more important is that you find your own core values that you determine, okay, These are the core values that um, the Smith family is going to live by. These are the core values that the Martin family, it's my maiden name, it's the name that came to me, that the Martin family is going to define themselves by. We are going to live by these core values. And then when decisions come in and and they come along, um, then we'll know how to make our decisions because we've built our life around these core values. Now, all of our core values come out of our apprenticeship to Jesus. So that actually is one of our values. 
And what I mean by that is that we are disciples of Jesus. We are apprentices. We want to become more like him. We want to learn from him. All of our core values are based in kingdom values and kingdom culture and um, in being like Jesus. So that's number one is apprenticeship to Jesus for us. We also have our core value of the family table. We believe that um, our family is stronger when we're spending more time around the table. That sounds maybe really silly, but it's really true. And actually, there's been some research done that shows that um, the divorce rate is lower in families that spend more of their meal times around a table. Um, so that's one of them. And the family table has actually already dictated a boundary for our family. So we've created a boundary where we won't spend more than three nights of our week outside of the house away from the family table. That's right. We feel so strongly about the family table being one of our core values that it was real easy to look at our schedules and go, nope, it is imperative that we spend more nights in our week around the table having dinner than it is us doing social events. So what that looks like is we always have date night on Monday, which spoiler alert, that's coming up as one of our tips. And um, we always have youth on Sunday nights. So that actually means that only one night in our week is available for us to go out of the house and do something extra. So if somebody invites us to go see a show, yeah, sure, we're down. And then the next person that says, hey, can we go to this thing? Typically, that means we're going to go, actually, no, we're not free this week. We're free next week and we'll open up next week's calendar. That might sound crazy and it might sound like it's not doable. And you know what? Maybe it's not doable for your family. But for us, we've recognized the value of the family table as a core value so much so that we build our life around it. And of course, it's not religious. It's not black and white. Uh, things come up. There are weddings and things that you just can't really plan for. And so, of course, it, it can change. It can shift. But for the most part, I would say 90% of the time, the Steinspring family is having dinner around our table four nights a week. And sometimes that means that we have other people joining us at the table. So often people will say, hey, let's go out for dinner. And we're saying, no, come join us around the family table because we feel like the table is so valuable that when we get to invite other people to sit around it, it's impactful for them too. Okay, core values. We have apprenticeship to Jesus, the family table, um, health, kingdom culture is one of ours. You've heard me mention that. And it just is the culture of heaven, like the things that we feel like if heaven was on earth, um, and that is our role, in fact, is to live on earth as it is in heaven, um, what would that look like? How would that look in finances? How would that look in relationship? How would that look in communication? How would that look in healing? How would that look in the miraculous and prayer and all of those things? Okay. Destiny and identity are two of our core values because those are the things that really flow out of us. Um, and then the last one I'm going to talk about, there's a few extra. Um, I'll just say them. We actually have prayer and worship as one of our core values as well. But the last one, and this one is one of our core values, but it also is one of the practical tips for today. So tip number one was have your own core values. Tip number two is this one. Believe it or not, nothing hidden is one of our core values. And it's one of the ones that gets the craziest looks from people. And it always shocks me. I don't understand 
why it's so surprising to people, but it is. It's kind of um, countercultural. So in our marriage, we literally live with nothing hidden. Andy and I have zero secrets from each other. And that right there is all I'm going to say about nothing hidden for today because I tried to unpack that in just a few short minutes. And guys, it is just impossible. So I'm going to create an entire episode devoted to this singular core value in our marriage called Nothing Hidden. But for what you need to know today is Andy and I truly have no secrets from each other. And does that mean that I process every single thought out loud with him or that he gets the just lash out of every fresh process that I'm going through? No, of course not. I process things, but I always bring him in to the conversation and there are no big things that we keep from one another. He's not hiding finances from me. I'm not hiding how I discipline the kids from him. Everything is shared. And that even means the really hard, ugly, messy, yucky, nasty, difficult stuff. So for now, that's all I'm going to say about Nothing Hidden, and I will revisit it in a future podcast at a later date. Moving on. So tip number one was core values. Tip number two was Nothing Hidden. And tip number three is your mission. So I think too often we're coming into marriage as two individuals living individual lives and now we just share a tax form, right? Um, And even if we incorporate each other into our daily doings and we have wonderful meals together and we have great conversation, but ultimately our mission hasn't merged into one mission. I don't mean that you guys both have to have the same passions and both be doing the same business and doing the same everything all the time. That is not what I'm saying. I actually have some incredible friends of mine who are both called to do vastly different things in the world, in the marketplace and with their time. It's so, so, so different what they're doing and their day to day can look different because He works outside of the home. She works from within the home. But they are so unified on what their family mission is that they see each of what they're doing as contributing to that ultimate mission. So here's an example. Imagine the husband of a a particular family works outside the home as the sole breadwinner. And the wife is home and she's taking care of the children. She's basically the CEO of the household, right? She's taking care of the children and the schedules. She's making sure uh, the food, the, the groceries, the laundry, the house stays together, etc. She's doing all of that, right? If they are on different missions, then neither one of them is going to be able to see the value in what the other one is doing. But the moment that they say, okay, our family's mission is to raise up children who are going to be strong, confident, and capable adults who can run in their dreams and impact the world for the kingdom. We also are going to leave a financial legacy for our children and our children's children. Okay, that was just something I just made up. But imagine that that's their mission. Now, Everything that he's doing outside of the home, he knows I have a teammate and a partner inside the home who is doing just as much toward our family mission as I am. 
and I am a teammate. I'm not just a provider. I'm not just a check that gets brought home. I'm on a team and my role in this team is imperative. Um, so Andy and I have a mission. We believe really strongly in where we're going and we recognize that every single thing that we do is ultimately for the Steinspring family mission and where we're headed. And so I highly, highly recommend that you sit down with your spouse and maybe your day-to-day looks completely different from what theirs is. Maybe you guys are both working outside of the home or, or whatever it may be. What you're actually putting your hands to is vastly different from each other. But if you can create your own mission and then see everything that you're doing as part of that family mission, then you will feel so much more united. You will find the value in your spouse. They will see the value in you and in what you're bringing. And it's like this this team cohesion begins to happen when we know that we're all headed in the same direction, even if on every on any given day, we're all in different places. And the really cool thing is when your kids start growing and getting older, they actually get to rise up and take their own place in the family mission too. That eventually, whenever it is in school, he's going to know that he's on mission, that he also gets to fulfill the Steinspring family mission, even though we're all in different places. So I am definitely not the only resource for this type of thinking. In fact, Andy and I draw from a lot of resources um, because we always want to be learning in marriage and growing. So we draw from a lot of resources. But I would highly recommend the Bethke family, B-E-T-H-K-E, and all the work that they're doing to speak to this type of marriage and family living. Um, You can follow both of them on social media, Jefferson Bethke and Alyssa Bethke. That's just a little shout out. They might, they're probably never going to hear this, but I highly recommend um, they're doing some great things in this space. Okay. Tip number four is actually what I just talked about and it's to constantly be learning. We do every single thing we do with intentionality. We intentionally grow as individuals. We intentionally grow as a married couple constantly leaning into people who are ahead of us saying, what are you guys doing um, right? I see this in your life and what are you doing right? Or what do you wish you had done before? Um, What do you wish you had done years ago? Uh, What would you say to the 32-year-old version of yourselves? So we're leaning into other couples who are ahead of us. We're leaning into resources outside of our house like, um, you know, books and teachings and podcasts and and the word, we get in the word together. Um, we're pulling apart sermons and teachings and messages and things that impact us. We're reading books. We're really trying to be intentional on always being on the same page of what marriage means, of what marriage is, and how um, how we want our marriage to function. And if your marriage doesn't look today like you want it to look in 10 years, it's not going to happen passively. You're not going to accidentally wake up one day and have the marriage of your dreams. It's like you're not accidentally going to be conformed into the image of Christ. It takes a lot of work. So if you want your marriage to look differently, it's going to take action on your part. It's not going to happen on accident. So you have to be intentional to create the life that you want to create, to create the marriage you want to create. And it takes work. So that was tip number four. Number one was your core values. 
Number two was nothing hidden. Number three was your family mission. Number four was be intentional and be constantly learning. And number five, and I know y'all are about to throw stones at me, but it's date night. I said it. Date night is an absolute non-negotiable of the Steinspring family. A hundred percent immovable, unshakable, always planned, always happening is the Steinspring date night. So Andy and I are on date night once a week. We have a standing sitter who knows when to be at our home. And every single week she comes without fail because it's absolutely necessary for us to have that time across the table from each other. Okay, date night doesn't have to be an expensive dinner. It doesn't have to take six hours. It could be we have one hour right now and we're going to go for a walk. In fact, probably one of my favorite date nights as of late has been when we went for a walk. Um, and it was just so life-giving and amazing. And it's a space where we get to talk um, each week about where we are emotionally, where we are spiritually, what is the Lord telling us? What are we needing? How's your love tank? How's your heart? How are you feeling? What can we what can we dream towards? What are we aiming at? Again, I said earlier, if you don't have a target, you'll miss it every time. So what is our target? Do we need to redirect? What worked for us this week? What didn't? What was the happiest moment of your week? What was your favorite moment with the kids? And coming in with those full life-giving questions that are going to produce fruit of conversation and ultimately produce growth in our marriage. It's those types of deep, meaningful conversations that help us grow and become better. And second to the conversation, or maybe equal with the conversation, is fun. Getting to laugh together, going bowling, doing something exciting and fun and um, playful together. It's so, so, so important because he was my friend first and he's got to stay my best friend, keeping Andy as my best friend, has been another intentional thing that we've chosen to do. Here's accidental tip number six, is to value your spouse as your best friend. Because friendships are actually going to come and go, and other people are going to let you down, and your spouse is going to let you down too. But valuing them for their friendship, and as your best friend, and as your life actual partner, your co-partner, is so important. And so those date nights serve as a time for two best friends to get to hang out. And now that we have kids, it's even more imperative than it was beforehand. But that intentional time set aside to just stare at each other and talk to each other and place a high value on our friendship and on um, on where we're headed, on our mission and um, on being intentional. So date night is a non-negotiable. And if it's just not in the budget for you right now, then decide Every Monday night when the kids go to bed, no TV, we're going to have dinner and sit down and have sandwiches or whatever that needs to look like for you. Or if your kids are in school and you guys can swing a lunch date, then make that happen. Whatever it looks like for you, for us, it's been a game changer, completely non-negotiable. The Steinsprings are having a weekly date night. Now, when the flu apocalypse hit our home, Obviously, date night didn't happen. (laughs) When we're traveling out of town, date night doesn't really happen. But I would say 94, 
99.5% of the time, date night is on the calendar. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I'm going to spend a little bit more time thinking about if there are other things that we do to really prioritize our marriage. I want to talk even more about family and kids and those types of things too, but those five and a half tips were hopefully just some great little takeaways for you today, whether you're single or married, that you can keep with you and um, and help create the marriage that you want to have. Would love to start a dialogue with you about it on my social media. So uh, my Instagram handle is hey there underscore it's Danielle. Jump on there and send me a DM or or get down in the comment section of, of my latest post and let me know what you think about the episode. If you have any questions for me, I am happy to answer. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope this was helpful. Have an awesome day and I will catch you next time. Bye.